0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the rogue dad podcast i'm your host george and today i am finishing up a three-part series of episodes from the homeschool connection conference up in beuletown and last week i got to talk to co-founder julie mink and today i am talking to her partner in crime laurel ward uh Laurel was just a cool chick, man. I don't know how else to put it. Every time she saw me walk into the building, she always said hi, she always said goodnight to me, she always asked how I was doing. Uh, she was super cool with Rogue, and I got the chance to sit down with her and talk to her and find out a little more about her. Uh, one thing is she is like a death doula and had a pretty interesting conversation with her. So with no further ado, here is co-founding member of the Homeschool Conference, Uh, Homeschool Connection Conference, Laurel Ward. What's going on, friends, family, RVers, and rogue dads, rogue parents just in general? Uh, Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. I'm George, and we are still doing my... Homeschool Connection Conference. Uh, I guess you can call it a series. This will be my third person I'm talking to. And that person is Laurel Ward. Hi, Laurel.
1: Hi, George. Uh,
0: so I just got done talking. The last episode was with... Uh, oh, my gosh. I Julie. Can't, Julie. I, I can't believe I just spaced her name. I just talked to her 20 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, Julie and Julie Meek. And you both started this... Homeschool Connection Conference, right? You did. And she kind of told me a little bit about, but what's your version of how it started and your part in it?
1: Mm. Okay, so um, we started going to homeschool conferences when our daughter, who is now almost 21, was three years old. Oh, wow. And we went to our first conference and we took the grandparents with us. It was like, let's go see what this is all about. And we got there and we saw families, engaged, joyful, interacting we saw teens behaving as delightful people having a good time on their own terms and little kids engaged with their parents and it was such an amazing scene andrew and i turned to each other and said this is what we're doing nice and homeschool conferences became part of our lives and we would do it every year grandparents would go with us it would be part of our vacation and it was a touchstone this is where the the kids would get together with their friends And we did it the whole time until COVID
0: happened Oh yeah.
1: and the pandemic came and nobody could get together. And my kids, I could see them just withering missing this community, this touchstone. And we just finally snapped and said, we can't, we're not going to do a mass conference. We're no longer accepting no conference. We're not going to be letting you tell us what we have to do with our bodies to attend a conference. So this is what we have to do. We have to make this happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and if I remember you correctly, uh, I, I can't remember if it was you or Julie when we were over there doing the volunteer thing, and she gave her a little speech mm-hmm. and everybody just thanking everybody. Uh, you just started uh, trying to get organized this in October, November, yeah. or something yeah. that recent, yeah. Wow, good because for you. We
1: had both done this for years and years for uh, the three, and um, Wendy Eckland is our third. Organizer, and then of okay. course our families, our pa- our husbands involved in this, but yeah, right. we had a lot of combined experience, and we'd been to so many, and we knew what we wanted out of a conference, right? And that makes it a lot easier. Right. right we'd seen right. it done well, we'd seen it done badly, we'd seen it half dassed and we're like, well, we know how to do this. Let's just do it. Right. And so it was a huge undertaking, but you got to see what we did.
0: I mean, man, it's that's a lot in a short period of time for you to organize all of this. Yeah in a few months. I mean, we're in March. That's like five months. Bring it together. Four months. Uh, Wow. Kudos. Uh, Well, I'm very grateful that you guys did this because man, it has, uh, opened my eyes on a lot of different things. Uh, I'm relatively new. This is my first kid and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the homeschool experience. I, uh, I'm still getting used to it. I'm still, you know, finding my way along it. Uh, Teresa is the one that got us here and you know got me into the uh or got Rogue into the charter and everything with Wendy. so yeah it's been pretty cool uh the speech you gave this morning or presentation mm-hmm. or, okay presentation uh was about death
1: acceptance death positivity
0: death positivity the what death a great name death
1: positivity movement what a great
0: name <laughs> Okay. Uh, do you mind going into a little bit I'd about that? Love because to talk to that's super that. interesting to me.
1: So um, you can't see me, but I'm a big giant woman. Where, <laughs> wears a lot of black. Um, I go by Goth Mama on
0: the internet okay. and so
1: forth. <laughs> I'm goth, and I've always been attracted to whatever is on the other side of normal, right? Right. So that's why we homeschool. That's why I did natural childbirth. I breastfed. Like, whatever it is. And my, my, seven, my um, 13-year-old the other day asked me, why do you always do the harder thing? And I go, because it gives me a great freedom, right? I can be myself. I don't have to go with the flow. I don't have to follow the crowd. And I always have felt sad that our culture, our American culture, does not have a lot of place or reverence for death. We don't like it. We don't. Like That's it. a
0: really good thing that I, I just want to touch on. American,
1: American culture,
0: because all over the world,
1: ancestral worship, dude, inclusion. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. are uniquely. And I think part of it is our commercialism that we like um, young and fresh and beautiful. And we don't like wrinkles and you right. got to cover that gray hair. And it's like, dude, <clears throat> the other day I was said this this morning, I saw a car it had a bumper sticker that said, I heart aging and dying.
0: <laughs>
1: and that I, must have
0: just soaked you up I, I, was, I was like I want to know who that is right? I want to talk to them because yeah.
1: so few people would say those words yeah yeah like we do not like to acknowledge age
0: man who do was you? that I can't I believe know. you didn't leave your note a note on man? that car I know it's really yeah. interesting
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, so part of this is I'm a super joyful person. I right. love engaging with people. I love meeting people and giving hugs. And You are. Smiling. You were the
0: only person that said hi to me every time you saw me.
1: You did. That's what I do. You do. And my parents, I'm sorry, I'm sorry my kids would just go, oh, mom, you're
0: doing the thing again. <laughs> you're
1: talking to somebody in line in the grocery
0: store.
1: But it's like, these are my people. Right. I love people. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And so I, I want to start by saying, you know, if you are if you are part of the death positivity movement, it does not mean you're morose. Right. It does not mean you're sad all the time. I think it brings more vibrance to life. Man. Because you accept that it is limited.
0: Yes. A thousand percent. You know, it's, it's so interesting. When Julie told me that you uh, gave that that uh, presentation, it, it piqued my interest so much because, like I said, uh, Rogue is going to be around a lot. I was talking to you about the pod, before the podcast, before we started recording, how Rogue is going to be around on this earth without me longer than with me. And I need her to be okay with that. Yeah. And I, you need to be okay with it. And I, and, and I am. Yeah. And I 1,000% am. Sure. The, the, uh, the thing that breaks my heart, and this might be selfish, this might be a, a horrible thing to say, but the thing that breaks my heart is me being without her, yeah. not her being without me. Right.
1: But and, you're leaving words for her.
0: And that's exactly what this is for. At 1,000%. Yeah. That was my mission statement when I started this. The Rogue Dad podcast was about me being Rogue's dad and leaving her a message. Uh, so I, hearing that you gave a death positivity presentation, I was wondering, one of the things I wanted to ask you, if I had the opportunity to talk to you, was how do you start, I, I don't wanna say grooming, or uh, how do you start preparing your kids at a young age? Because I, I don't know what to say, I don't know what's appropriate to her, I know I'm the gauge, I'm the judge of what's appropriate for my kid, sure. but uh, and not even morally. I, what are they ready for at what age to start talking about that? Like, How do you start just saying, hey, I'm not going to be here all the time?
1: That's probably a little too personal for both of right. you. I would talk about death in general. Hey, did you know that people die?
0: Right, right. Okay, you okay, know, okay, you know, okay, okay, Have you ever had a pet? There we go. A
1: lost pet? You know, when you lose your pet, you right. miss them so much. But that's the way of the thing is you, you get a cat and it may seven years, 12 years, 20 years, if you're lucky, right. but you're not going to have that cat your whole life, but you'll remember them your whole life. Right. Because right, you right. loved them so fiercely. And so I think just, I think starting with how do I talk to my young, young child about it is too close. Okay. I would, but what I tell everybody is talk to your friends about it. Don't shoot right to your offspring. Cause that's a little intense. But you go, hey, man, I love you. We're going to die. Let's go have a beer. (laughs) I have some friends. They're friends. They love. They're just full of joy to vive and You know, we get together and we we run to each other and we hug and we kiss and we say, hey, I'm going to die. And so are you. I love you. Let's go have some. Right. right, right. Let's party. And I mean, I think it's the little. It's not a heavy thing. It's just an acknowledgement.
0: It's just a thing, though. Like you're absolutely right about it being an American thing because. I, I, there's it, it, okay it's always surprising to me have you ever heard of Louis C.K. stand-up comedy? of course so he's got this bit and I think about it all the time when I hear somebody's passed away especially when someone was dying in, in a bad way for a long time and they're finally gone mm-hmm. like the, the thing it, it's like I just recently had a friend whose mom passed away and she was sick before and everyone's like, oh, see, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I actually told him, I go, dude, hey, man, I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. You're not driving up to Santa Maria every two weeks. You're not going through this pain of having to see your mom go through this horrible thing anymore. She's not going. She she's was no telling you. Suffering. Yeah, she's not suffering. And she was telling him, dude, you don't have to come up here all the time. You don't have to come up here all the time. He's like, I don't want to miss if it happens. Like... And dude, How did
1: he receive that?
0: Dude, honestly, it was the first time he was like, dude, everyone else has been kissing my ass. Like, everybody's been telling me, like, I'm so sorry, you're the only person that said you were happy for me. Yeah. And I was like, dude, well, it's, I can only imagine, yeah. I put myself in your shoes, yeah. I, I would be relieved. The struggle
1: of caring for an aging, dying, failing parent is very, very hard. And anybody who is going through that and doesn't acknowledge it isn't being true to
0: themselves. Absolutely. I think, Absolutely. I think you have
1: to honor the fact that it's a lot of hard work physically and emotionally.
0: Right. The uh, the Louis C.K. thing I wanted to refer to is uh, he's like, if we have a baby, the more fucked up the baby, the harder we do, we try to save it. And he, <laughs> he's, he imitates the baby and his arms are all crumpled. He's like, thank you for saving me. <laughs> but... If you got 10 toes, 10 fingers, yeah. and you're able, and everyone, get the fuck on your own. You're not going to help you, right. you know? But if you're a horrible, we'll keep you around. We'll keep that baby alive, you know? <laughs> if if I, we
1: have weird priorities. Our we do, we do. really does, yeah.
0: Uh, so was this something that uh, you've always... Fell, or did uh, you have a situation in your past that made you comfortable with death or?
1: That is a great question. It's always been part of me. It's always been my inclination. I think partly because I always root for the underdog and I see our culture being uncomfortable with it. And it's like, come on, that's our, that's our friend. That's the other side of our
0: existence.
1: Let's give him, give him some love. Yeah, show yeah, Show him yeah. some respect, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I see other cultures... Death,
0: the like, underdog story.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like this is just, and, and when you were just mentioning, you know, that you were an older dad to Rogue, a very right. young child. Um, my mom had me at 39 okay. in 1969. And that was a very advanced age. Oh, for sure. To have a child for at sure. that time. And then I turned around and started late and had one, two, three. Third came when I was 40. So I'm an older mom. Really? Yeah. So we are in this moment where we are. You're
0: third, you, they're here, right?
1: They're all three here,
0: yeah. One of them you had when you were 40?
1: Yeah, 13 years oh, wow. old running around that Blondie. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, so the eldest is about to be 21, and there's a wow. 17-year-old who you heard sing.
0: Great voice, He's a- man, that voice surprised me, dude no joke yeah. I, I, it threw me off so much I just I couldn't help but laugh I saw you I, saw I couldn't you help but laugh I was like no way that was a great uh, yeah the uh sorry for interrupting the podcast everybody but I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor Body Buds Bomb Body Buds is a THC that's right thc infused balm that's made with just four ingredients body buds is made with a 50 50 shea butter to coconut oil blend a little bit of beeswax as a thickening agent and your choice of essential oil eucalyptus coconut lavender vanilla and my favorite honey almond body buds is made in small batches with a cup to cup ratio so that means that for every cup of butter oil base that goes into the infuser a cup of organically grown premium flour and trim is also put in. Bottom line, it's strong. And you know from listening to the show that I've been doing MMA and going to gyms for years. I got all kinds of pains and aches, and I can attest that after trying CBD, Advil, Biofreeze, that Body Buds Bomb will be a game changer for your pain management. I also gave a jar to a friend that had psoriasis, and I'm not saying it cured her psoriasis. But I am saying that it took the pain and itching away, which meant she wasn't scratching it, and that allowed it to heal. So check them out. Go to www.bodybuds.com. That's body B U D D Z. You can also find them on Instagram at BodybudsBomb and on Facebook. Bodybuds, it's the bomb. And now, back to the podcast. It was very interesting. Uh, so when there was nothing like significant that happened that made you accept death, like maybe a family member dying or something, it just was always... You were like, why is everyone tripping on this death thing?
1: Right. I think it was just I really wanted to... I like balance. Okay. Like we're out of balance.
0: As a right. culture,
1: we're out of right. balance right. on this right. issue. And so I would read what I could. I read The American Way of Death by Jessica Mitford, which is all about the whack-a-doodle he- funeral industry and that they take you when you're at your weakest you're most filled with grief you're most filled with sorrow and tell you if you really love that person you'd buy the ten thousand dollar casket you'd get the bigger spray of flowers and i'm like well <laughs> you gotta monetize everything man it's not okay yeah. and so and i started looking into it and i go there are other ways to do this you know you can cremate you can burial at sea and now there's eco burials and you just can always do the other thing.
0: I recently heard about that where they can bury you and then like you can grow like into soil, sure. right? They accomplish well, you. That's what we're
1: supposed to do. I mean... The worms, <laughs> the worms eat me and the vultures come and take parts of me and, and that's yeah. okay. We are... Um, I tend to the pagany. And so we are part of a system. And I was, you know, I'm not a Christian. I respect Christianity. But um, my concern is... That an endless state of either punishment or um, heaven, you know, is unrealistic because we live in a world full of cycles. We have a nitrogen cycle and we have a water cycle. And so what does an endless state without change do for anybody? Hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Punishment or reward right right and so right to right me, just, and my husband's... like I'm gonna right. have eternity it make of greatness right because nothing in the world that we see is like
0: that right interesting I've never thought that uh so do you are you like a um when someone's dying, do you go to hospice? How, how is this part of what you do then?
1: Um, what I do is just talk to people about it. I remember the first time I think I was a teenager. Kind of like a death time.
0: midwife or something. There
1: are death doulas. And there's death a here who had a death doula for her mother. Um, I just, I remember being a teenager the first time I heard the word hospice. And I thought, huh, that sounds like hospital. I don't really know what that means. Right. And then uh, my mom had uh, metastatic breast cancer uh, and, When she was diagnosed, it was all over her body and we kept her alive through joy and good food and fun for 10 years, 10 years. I believe that courses of, you know, every kind of chemotherapy known to man stuff that took out her hair and rotted her teeth. And, but you know, it was about staying together as long as we could. And then when it was time, and so I worked with her and I was, I'm an only child. So I, you know, was very much her advocate. I would take her to uh, every doctor's appointment and every chemotherapy and my daughter came and my daughter would sit with her on the wheelchair as we would go up to chemotherapy and my daughter would watch the the needle go into her hand and all of the depredations that came from that kind of advanced disease. And my mom kept her good spirit as long as she could and 10 years was a hell of a run. She saw us get married, she saw our first baby come. We took her on a cruise to Alaska we, you know, every day is what do you want to eat? You want a pastrami sandwich and a yeah. root beer float. You know, we're going to do all of the good things and enjoy this as long as we can. And eventually, the, the the um, what do you call the cancer doctor? I can't remember.
0: Oncologist. Oncologist.
1: The oncologist. Thank you. That I had worked with for all these years for a whole decade, and he said, "There's nothing more we can do." Right. And I swear that hit me like a ton of bricks because we had I had been this was my job.
0: Right to keep her alive right, right. to
1: maintain her. What am I without this? Right. This is, it was a huge part of my life was helping advance her care. And he said, there is no more care. It's going to do what it's going to do now. And that was huge. And I remember that was like the first part of the grieving process was that there's nothing more to do. And then, and then to find out what dying looks like. We saw that happen, right? Right. Eventually, you can't eat anymore, and you know, you can't move your body very well anymore, and eventually, you stop pooping. and It's like, well, now that's a thing I know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like I said, we did natural, maybe I didn't say this, we did natural childbirth. And there are things that happen when you have a baby, and and having a baby doesn't look like in the movies, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, on both sides, we are sold this kind of bill of goods about what it's going to be. And it's not that and you don't know what it's going to be until you have that experience of walking through that with somebody. And I just felt like it's so important to honor this part of the process because it is part of our human process.
0: So what's your, like, let's say I have a friend who's knows you and he says, Hey man, your wife's dying. Uh, I want you to talk to my friend, Laurel, what would be some of the things you might try with me or do?
1: I would find out what would make you happy right now. you want to, you want to smoke a joint, you want to <laughs> have a glass of wine. Do you want to go sit in a park? What do you need to comfort your soul right now? Okay. You know, what do you need? Because it's going to be different for everybody. And like your friend where you said, Hey, I, I respect that you've gone through this and it must be a relief because yeah. I had a lot of feelings after my mom was gone. She um, was unable to talk about mortality at the end.
0: Really? And, yeah,
1: and and I and I thought wow, I really got to try to for myself. Cuz my kids are going to see me go through that and I got to try to be aware. I have to try to keep this attitude when yeah. I get there and I'm sure it's going to be scary as hell. What do you think happens when we die? That is an excellent question. I think there's probably We are part of a scientific system. We are part of a natural system and I don't really believe in it. Everlasting existence after this world, I think we probably decompose, and I think there may be synapses that fire right at the end that where you see things and you remember people who loved you, maybe they're experienced i don't know
0: but are you into a psychedelic soul?
1: not so much I've been no. a mom for a long time now, right, and so I don't have a lot of time
0: for that. <laughs> I wish I did uh, get back to it eventually well the reason why I'm asking is they say have you uh, you heard of a DMT mm-hmm okay uh death I don't even know how to pronounce the name uh (laughs) but uh so supposedly that's the chemical that gets released in your brain at birth and at death Mm -hmm. to make it two extreme coping exactly uh, two extreme uh, experiences that you want to cope with and that's the brain's way of hey dude chill out
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, so, have you ever smoked DMT? Or, or mm-hmm. No? Okay. Uh, the reason why I asked, I've done it a, a few times, and there's something that you can only understand it if you've ex- if experienced mm-hmm. it. So, but that something. Is common throughout everybody who's done it. We've yep. all seen the same thing. Yep. We all see the same grid and pattern uh, and like different things that you you can describe it. And like, oh, I saw that in mine too.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: and, and it's a trippy thing to me because you can take somebody who's had a completely different experience throughout this whole life, mm-hmm. and they're gonna see almost the same patterns. Mm-hmm. So you have all these different people. But when they do this one chemical, we're all seeing the same thing, kind of thing. And it's, I'm wondering if that's what you see when you die. Is that what you see when you, you know what I mean? I
1: wouldn't be at all surprised. I just heard a podcast with um, Sebastian Junger. Oh, yeah. And he did the movie Restrepo. Right, 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 right. right. And he was talking about he'd been in all of these traumatic um, combat situations and wartime journalists. And then he had a near-death experience in an internal aneurysm in his own driveway. And he talked about having that exact visualization of of, of that experience and seeing that thing and and hearing his dad, and his dad saying, "Come on," and and he was aware enough in the moment to turn to his doctor and say, "Whatever you're going to do, you better do it, because we're almost done here." Wow. Yeah. And then he's here to talk about it in a podcast, and I thought that was truly fascinating. And then to tie it back to you know the childbirth, like you just said. I went into this going, I can do hard work. And I, I educated myself and my husband. We went to Bradley classes and we learned this is a normal thing that mammals do and that people do. And you don't have to go to the hospital and you don't have to let them do this or that. You can do this on your, at your own pace, but let your body lead. You don't have to schedule. You don't have to do an epidural. My body is going to produce the chemicals that I need right. to get through this. Right, right, right. And I found it incredibly true. I mean, talk about those chemicals in your brain. When you're going through the part where the baby is moving through the narrowest part of your body, <laughs> your body is
0: giving you chemicals to let you cope with that. Right, right, And right, so they're right. both coping. You're yeah. coping a trauma that right. is part of
1: our existence.
0: Yeah, the thing with the DMT, too, is... Uh you do have this weird acceptance of everything, mm-hmm. everything seen like you go to bed the next day, you, you still have good dreams. It's, it, it's insane how you can get what you need out of such a little thing.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like you, a little bit of DMT can make you feel good about so many wrong aspects in your life. Uh, same with mushrooms. I believe, you know, uh, I microdose myself. Uh
1: to help with pain, inflammation,
0: uh, anxiety? You know what? I, I'm, this might be the first time maybe even said this out loud. Uh, it might be the anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I've been through some p- pretty rough stuff that I don't know if I've dealt with. Uh, family and uh, otherwise. Uh, and it's starting to... I'm starting to realize that maybe it's affected me more than I have admitted in the past I mean I know it's affected me but it, it's made me uncomfortable in certain situations and like uh, just big, anyway big groups or whatever but uh, the mushrooms have without a doubt helped me be able to focus and just be comfortable in, in my own skin
1: I've heard good uh, things about microdosing and I'm yeah. really glad that's
0: working for you oh yeah for awesome. sure no 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 it is uh, but it, it the reason I brought them up to the psychedelics is because there seems to be a correlation with the afterlife and psychedelics.
1: 100%.
0: And I... Ritual, peyote ritual. I was just about to go there. I was just... Have you read or heard anything about the uh, sacred cross or sacred heart? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it sacred heart? I think so. Okay. Yeah, where they're finding all of these psychedelic uh, remnants Mm -hmm. and these artifacts of these religious... Ceremonies It's what
1: people do You know We alter ourselves We try to understand
0: Yeah that's what we do But I, I think mm-hmm. It was more of a Trying to understand The afterlife mm-hmm. And like, That's my whole thing about That's all I really think Religion is mm-hmm. Is just A way and I said it earlier uh, A way for people To monetize Spirituality mm-hmm. Religion mm-hmm. And then a way for them Also to kind of Make the masses controllable controllable and dangle what happens after death has sure. the carrot. Yep. Yep. Cause you can't prove that wrong. Right. I well, can't as much as I want to.
1: I always think of the original sin is a great story. It's like the first man. Who watched his wife go through the process of childbirth and went what would you do wrong
0: <laughs> right <laughs> so, seriously well, You yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta figure out a
1: story <laughs> and write that down because that's the toil of the brow and whatever that is that looks really painful
0: so <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh so how do you uh, how do you weave that in with your everyday life
1: well, I think part of um, homeschooling is taking responsibility for everything in your life, including the beginning and the end, and acknowledging it. Being honest with your kids, um, and and creating what you want. If you have, if you've lost somebody, and let me just say, death positivity does not mean there's no grief. Doesn't mean you don't want your loved one to stay with you as long
0: as they can. Right. Right. You know, the, right. The, the, those are.
1: Mutually exclusive ideas that you can, you know, that's they're different things. Is it we acknowledge that this is going to happen and we try to accept it as best as we can, but in the moment, I'm going to love you and I want you to be safe and healthy with me as long as possible,
0: right? Right, right. Um, and
1: and so I try to manifest darkness and joyousness in my life, right? Um, we have a very goth sensibility in our house, we got gargoyles and we got skulls. We have this cool piece of art and call it the bishop. And it came from the Renaissance Fair. And it's a um, picture of a cadaver that's all rotting. You can see the innards and so forth. And apparently the story is that the bishop who um, commissioned it said at the time it was, the artistry was to have themselves look their fittest. I would like to look 30. I'd like to you know, be chiseled jaw, very good physique. That's the way I want to be portrayed in death. And this guy said, no, I want it to be realistic. You showed me six months dead. And then on it is inscribed, as I am, so shall you be, as you are, so I was.
0: I like that. And that, I it like hangs that. in my house,
1: and we look at it, and, and so cool. we have so many skulls and things at our house, like if I tell it, if the kids get bored, I go, go count the skulls. Uh, See dang, how many, not many. Oh, tons.
0: Wow. Tons
1: everywhere, you know.
0: Okay. So do you know what you want to do with yourself when you die?
1: I'm still leaning towards cremation and uh, when my dad passed, he was a woodworker and he had a lot of wonderful skills. He was a great artist. And so, you know, I was in a weird headspace when we went and decided what, you know, he wanted to be cremated and then, you know, you get to put him in an urn or a clock or whatever you want. And I went through the catalog and I found just a plain chunk of wood. It would be inside this trunk of wood, and I go, my dad would have liked that. Yeah, the kids can drum on it; they can use it as a step stool. Go, that's my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that's who he always had wood laying around. And I go, you know, and it sits right by where I sit at night when we watch TV. And I go, hey, Dad, how's it going? You
0: know? Yeah. It's practical. Absolutely. When uh, I had heard that they could compost you, oh yeah, I was thinking I would like to be like. Compost it, and then like grow an apple tree, or like grow something where oh I'm gonna go pick a f- fruit, you 100%. know. Every time I'm feeding people, uh, or grow weed on me, either yeah, one. Yeah, you know? <laughs> for sure. Uh, and, and I
1: want you know the natural process: worms, cultures, yeah, critters. Let it go. Uh, Take the organs. Help help somebody else if you can. You know if these eyeballs yeah. can be used by somebody else, right? For sure.
0: I, I don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in some coffin, dude. No. I really don't. No, I'm uh, Right, right. The uh, the funny thing is I tried to show Rogue. Uh, do you... Are you on Instagram at all? I am. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen the, the page uh, Nature Nature's Metal?
1: No, I don't think I have,
0: but I'll check it out. Oh, man. It shows the most gnarliest stuff out in nature. Like crocodiles just catching things. Oh, and lions yeah. still catching things. And... I know Teresa is showing her cute cat videos, mm-hmm. cute bear videos, cute chicken videos, cute sheep videos. Like there's an endless amount sure. of cute videos sure. out there. And I want her to know that's not sure. just what animals are like. 100%. They will kill you. Yeah. Because that's just what they do, and each, other. Mm-hmm. and each other, and I want her to be able to have that juxtaposition of everything's not just cute in life,
1: absolutely, things die. Absolutely, she know? was rocking a nice little skeleton she around, was, she was, she does love, love that.
0: That was our uh, this last Halloween, we were all skeletons, love it, our skeleton family. Yeah. that's great. Uh, yeah, it's uh,
1: and that's what you're doing. The thing you said, How do I do this? That's what you do, is you.
0: You don't act like it doesn't exist. You don't
1: act like it doesn't exist. You acknowledge it as part of your playful life, your day to day life, your conversation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's been watching Beetlejuice forever. Oh
1: man.
0: Love it. Totally. Uh, Do you have any advice for somebody that might be going through something right now that, you know, like any steps or any books or anything maybe, you know?
1: I think death positivity is way easier when you're not in the shit. Honestly, right. You, you work on this when everything's good so that you have a little cushion. When things get bad. Right
0: right right? right, right, right. So you go,
1: Oh, that's right. I'm going to, I'm not going to deal with this the way I've been taught to deal with this, the way we are conditioned in our culture to deal with this. I'm going to remember, I want my, my family to know that I love them. I want my loved one who's dying to be comfortable. I want them to be able to say whatever they need to say to me. I want to be able to say the right things to them whatever that is right and and eventually their eyes go unfocused and you can't they're not going to hear it anymore so you just hold hands right so I'm not a hospice nurse I'm not a death doula
0: but I've seen this a
1: couple of times and I have so much respect for the people who choose to go that path and to give care and comfort in those moments because it is dark and unlovely right and it's 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 hard to watch a body degrade and somebody to lose their Dignity and their person, their personness.
0: Yeah. 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 Not be themselves anymore.
1: Yeah. So you just, you breathe through the, through it for yourself and with them and give them your love in whatever way possible and keep that love in your heart. And if you have rough feelings, you know, there are people whose parents are dying and those parents were good to them, you know, and, and they had estrangement and it's not always a, a hallmark moment, right? You know, and, I had anger in my mom for a while about not being able to talk to me about what was going on with her. Like I, I had to hold it all myself and I'm only Towards out. the end? Towards or? the end, yeah, because we had, we kept her good and happy as long as we could. And then when she couldn't talk about it, she couldn't acknowledge what I was, I couldn't talk to my mom without her dying. Right. And, and now I know I had a hospice nurse kind of scold me a little bit and go, she doesn't need your problem. She yeah. doesn't need. Yeah. To hear. yeah, she's not here for you. Right she's now. got enough going on. She's right got now. a lot going on. <laughs> she's living the experience, and I felt and I felt bad about it. But I also there's a lot of feelings. Yeah, that's humanity. Yeah, yeah. That's life. There's going to be a lot of feelings, and we honor them, and we breathe, and we move forward.
0: Right. Yeah. The like I said, it, it being a parent this late in my life has made me contemplate life and death more than any other experience in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, And my grandfather, who's like my closest thing I have to a father figure, you know, like he's my guy. Uh, Ah, Your grandfather. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's my grandpa. Uh, He, I mean, he's outlived two of his sons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And he's supposedly, everyone says who I take after the most. But uh, he's getting up in age. And that... Scary? Yeah, me having to deal with her and trying to make her okay with me being not around has kind of in a weird way made it okay for my grandfather to not be around with me. You know what I mean? Like me trying to do work here has also kind of trickled down into me accepting my grandfather not being here anymore, which there's two people on this planet and Rogan, my grandfather, who like anytime I even think about them not being around, it fucks me up. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Totally.
1: But you know what? I gotta say, I how much I admire that you're able to have this conversation, that you're willing to have this conversation. We just met. Yeah. You know, and and so that's huge. You can say, I have this young daughter, I love her like the moon. And I have the grandfather, he means the world to me, and and we're none of us getting out of here alive. So right. we gotta work through that, we gotta deal with that, and here we are talking about that and that's what
0: we do. That's why we do this. Yeah, I think uh, you have to be. You have to be able to talk about things. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets solved without talking about it. Nothing, man. Right. Even your own issues. Whether you're talking to yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. sometimes it just you got to talk things out. Uh, and something as serious as death. Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be able to have open dialogue about it or you're not going to deal with it. Our
1: culture does not support that though. They're like, why do you think that is though? Because we buy more stuff. Everybody else is. suppress that and go eat some ice cream and buy a Starbucks and go buy something at Target. And I I think we're just have a real,
0: look at the shiny thing over here.
1: A very skewed shiny thing. And sometimes the shiny thing is cat video. And if you know that's what you need use a cat video. No, 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 for sure. For sure. But you know, I, we just, we just have a, keep a a looking away, just keep looking away. And I'm like, let's, let's
0: Knowledge, it's just not healthy, yeah. It's not mentally healthy to act like something as big as that doesn't exist, right? Let's not talk about this huge thing we're all gonna do, yeah. We're all doing it, yeah,
1: whether we want to or not. No one
0: gets, yeah, right,
1: for sure. Like I love the movie Harold and Maude. I just remember seeing these things and these little glimmers and glimpses of you've seen Harold and Maude.
0: It's been a long time, but I have. The hearse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My
1: my kids know I always wanted a hearse and I wanted it when they were little and I wanted a tricked out hearse with their bench seat in the back and we'd pull up to park day and they'd come (laughs) running out happy and go to play with the other homeschoolers. Hasn't happened yet, but you know, I just think we we can admire and acknowledge and honor.
0: The things that scare us. Yes, and our loved ones, man. After they're gone, just because they're gone doesn't mean you have to stop. What you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Uh, well, Laurel, that was a great conversation. I totally appreciate you talking I and appreciate uh, you inviting
1: me. This was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I know you guys have ladies' night tonight, mom's night out. So we've been working
1: hard. We <laughs> deserve to go have some fun. Your guys is a
0: lot earlier than ours was. Oh yeah, it well and, and my
1: husband, he's uh dad's yeah. night is one of his big passions in life and he came to bed about two twenty nine last night. Oh my goodness. And I go I go, Oh, it was an early one.
0: <laughs> I've seen
1: him come rolling in at four thirty and get up at nine the next morning to volunteer. Yeah,
0: what oh, do you man. want? I can
1: do the technical, it's all good.
0: Well, uh, how, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or anything, is there a way they can? Or
1: I have a Facebook group called Memento Mori. Okay. Remember death. Okay. And it's just a place where people can chat about this, and we can support each other. If you get you got a funny meme or right. a picture, or you just want to chat about it, and just supporting other people, because sometimes you can feel like the weirdo in the room right. by wanting to talk about it. And so it's nice to have a way to communicate with other people. Right. Um, uh, if you want to email me I'm anything at solstice house so uh, um, goth mama would be fine goth mama at solstice house dot com.
0: nice nice Uh, well thank you and thank you for putting this on and it's
1: been my pleasure and meeting you has been a pleasure you've got a bright light and I really (laughs) appreciate you
0: yeah thank you for saying that Uh, all right everybody uh, thank you for listening stay rogue